Welcome to The City That Votes, a new series from the Chicago Board of Elections, taking you behind the polling place curtain for a look and listen at how our election system works in the Windy City. I'm Max Bever, Director of Public Information, and your host for the program. The stated mission of the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners, the one that's up on our website and in our handbooks, is to administer a transparent, impartial, and accurate election system in our city. But who exactly is this titular board of the Chicago Board of Elections? Chicago's election system is set up a bit different than other places across the country. Many cities and states administer elections through their secretary of state, their county clerk, or another elected position. A Chicago Board of Election commissioner, on the other hand, is not a publicly elected office. You will not see the commissioner's names on the ballot when you're in the polling booth. Instead, the commissioners are appointed by the Circuit Court of Cook County. Under this system, the Board of Election Commissioners serves as an extension of the judicial branch of government, the same courts that also decide other election matters, such as whether candidates qualify for the ballot and post-election recounts. The board is purposely separate from Chicago City Hall, and separate from Cook County government as well. In fact, the board's commissioners are prohibited from being elected officials, or participating in any political campaigns or activity. And yes, that includes making certain opinions known on social media. So why is the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners organized this way? What's its history? What do the commissioners do in the first place? For our second episode of the podcast, I figured we'd go straight to the source. These questions and more are on my mind as I talk with the current two commissioners on the board, Chairwoman Maricel Hernandez and Commissioner William Cressy, who also serves as the board secretary. And I'd like to note that I'm speaking with each commissioner separately in their offices and not at the same time. This is an important distinction, because if the commissioners interact with each other, even over email, it could violate the Illinois Open Meetings Act if it's not a discussion that's open to the public. And I do appreciate that transparency. First up is Maricel Hernandez. Chairwoman, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The City That Votes. Thank you. So I wanted to start by asking the board, as you are the chairwoman, when did you join and what is your background? Well, I initially joined in February of 2007, and I became the chairwoman in December 2016. As far as my background is concerned, I went to law school with the idea that um, I wanted to help people. I don't think I had a clearer vision than that. Um, (laughs) And uh, I graduated from NYU Law School and uh, also got my degree in public policy and administration from the University of Wisconsin. I fell into labor law and for the past 38 years have represented employees and labor organizations in the law. Uh, When I was approached about uh, becoming a commissioner, my first thought was, uh, what what do they do? (laughs) And I did a little bit of research, and then I started sitting at the board, and uh, I fell in love with election law. Well, that's a good transition to my main question of the episode, which is, what is the board? What does it do and how is it organized? And, uh, you know, when I first came here, I learned that this is not an elected office pretty quickly, that this is separate, that this is part of a judicial arm, really? Exactly. Exactly. So there is an effort to keep the Board of Elections independent and separate. And as a result, we are elected by the Cook County judges, not any political being. And and that's very good. 
but the board itself serves various functions. I'll take you to my pre-board times when I uh, would walk in on election day and vote and I had absolutely no idea how the ballots and the polling place got to its location. All I did was vote and leave and that was it. <laughs> Once I came to the board, I realized, oh my God, this is nine to 12 months of preparation for one election. It's not easy. Um, so the board serves as a judicial arm in the courts and we're directly responsible for performing all the statutory duties under federal state law. We also oversee the activity of the board from securing polling places, and by the way, we have 2,069 of them throughout the city of Chicago, creating a ballot style for, for each polling place. We contract with vendors such as printers, translators, IT specialists. We manage voter registration. We safeguard the rights of all voters to cast ballots and we inform voters of their rights to cast a ballot. We take care of early day voting, same day voting, vote by mail. We make sure that the candidates who file petitions to run in elections are qualified and can sit for an election. And those are just that's just a small portion of what we do. <laughs> That's quite a hefty list already. I, I think what you said really resonated with me because I think it gets at the heart of how a lot of voters feel, you know, that there's an election day, you go to your polling place, all this equipment set up, people are already there, you've got the ballot in your hands, and then you leave and then you really don't think too much about it. Uh, I mean, first thing for myself coming here was that this really is a year long job. There isn't any break in between. I know that there was an election this last year, but we're about to head into four in a row. Um, but the amount of prep work and the amount of work that takes place in between them, you know, was a lot more than I first assumed, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You really don't get to appreciate it until you you work for the board in one aspect or, or another, even as an election judge. You know, it's it is extremely time consuming. So you talked a bit briefly about the electoral board and what it decides and the matters. What is your function when it comes to the electoral board? Well, we sit as a three-member board. We accept the petitions that are brought in. We check those petitions to make sure they conform to the law. If there are any objections filed against those candidates, then we assign hearing officers to hear those objections. Mm -hmm. And the hearing officers uh, write a report. We review the report. We could also review all the evidence. And we have to accept or reject all or part of the hearing officer's report. That is what determines whether the candidate will be on the ballot or off the ballot. Now, of course, those candidates have the right to appeal to the circuit court, and some do. But we have a very good record. Generally... Uh, the overwhelming majority of the time, our decisions are upheld in circuit court. 
We talked a little bit about how commissioners were appointed and elected in the first place. Um, can you give me a bit more information for how long, what goes into your term, and any other information? Right. We have uh, three-year terms for each of the commissioners, and the commissioners are elected by a majority of the judges of Cook County. In a three-year cycle, one commissioner's term expires each year. We presently have only two out of the three commissioners because one of the commissioners resigned earlier this year. And there is a process in place right now where there are candidates being evaluated for that position. By law, the board must include at least one member from each of the state's two leading political parties. And uh, based on ballots cast in primary elections, those parties are the Democratic and Republican parties, of course. Prospective commissioner's political affiliation is determined by his or her record for selecting ballots at primary elections. We take an oath, and we take that oath very seriously when it comes to the people of Chicago. So we've got two commissioners now, but we're going to soon be up to three again. Exactly. And three is an important number because this is going to go into my next question. The board is set up this way so that there's no one person overruling the other or one political party overruling the other. That's right. That's right. But I I must say, as I said before, each of the commissioners takes his or her oath of office to act in the best interest of the people of the city of Chicago and to act openly, honestly, in a transparent way, and we do do that. I cannot think of one instance sitting on the board where one of the commissioners acted in the interest of uh, his or her own party. We have always acted as a board in the best interest of, of the voters of the city of Chicago. I think one of the reasons it sounds like it's set up this way is that you're not elected by any of those parties or or attached to any of those political apparatuses, uh, so to speak. So how does that set us apart then from City Hall and from Cook County government? Well, and it's very interesting because the Board of Elections of Chicago obviously handles elections within the jurisdiction of the city of Chicago. Cook County handles elections in the suburbs outside of the city of Chicago. And there, we have an election board managing voter registration and election administration, and an elected Cook County clerk managing elections in the suburbs. We don't have that. We're, we're purely apolitical. We do not hold a political office. Well, I appreciate the clarifications on that. Um, well, I know that we're nearing the end of 2021 at this point, and this year has almost felt as long as 2020. But as we said at the beginning, there hasn't been an election here in 2021. But you did have two in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, and then right in the middle of it as well. Can you take me a, a little bit of what that year was like for yourself and in, in leading the board forward? Well, uh, I can state that I will never, ever forget 2020 and the mm. March primary. It was March 20th, 2020, St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) And a week before there was a pandemic declared. We have great personnel. Our executive director at the time had enough foresight to 
make sure that we had enough PPE and sanitizers. And it, that was because we were expecting a very strong flu season, mm-hmm. a severe flu season. And uh, lo and behold, it wasn't the flu, it was the pandemic. And at that point, we were in February, we were two to three weeks away from election day. We had judges of election resigning Mm -hmm. because they were scared. We had polling places we had had for years that now the landlords were closing. We had voters who were very concerned about going into a polling place Mm -hmm. and voting. And we wanted to reassure them and let them know we were taking all safety precautions. All of this came snowballing within a a three-week period. Because of our great personnel, we were able to keep a lot of those polling places open we were able to shift other polling places around. The interest in that election, in that primary election, was such that people came out to vote. It was wonderful. It was a record-breaking year, even in the midst of that it, pandemic. Yes, yes. And we were, we were so happy that the voters cared enough, cared so much that despite everything that was going around, they came out to vote. In the November election, now we were a little better prepared. Mm -hmm. And we knew we had to have uh, more spacing in polling places. The state of Illinois cooperated with us and and allowed us to create these super sites Mm -hmm. to vote. And uh, early voting soared. Mm -hmm. Mail ballots soared. And we were extremely, extremely happy about all of that. So it was... One of the most exciting times, stressful times in my years serving as a commissioner, but we learned a lot and we're more prepared than ever to have safe and secure elections. It sure seemed like uh, it paid dividends to give voters more flexibility during the pandemic. It uh, sure did. And it's uh, I hope to see that people still take advantage of early voting and vote by mail uh, moving forward, if that's the better option for them. Oh, I, I'm hoping we can expand vote by mail and early voting, because I do think that that is the way to go. That in- actually increases voter participation I'm excited to see what will happen in June for the June 2022 primary and the next four or five elections that we have in a row. Mm -hmm. It also sounds like it pays dividends to be prepared, and it sounds like the board is prepared. Chairwoman, I've got one more question for you. Uh, I mean, compared to you seeing, you know, a lot of races start to get politicized across the country when it comes to secretary of states and other county clerks, why do you think that it's important that the board is set up this way, independent from elected offices the way that it is? Well, I I think uh, one of the most important things is for an election agency to be independent and to reassure voters that their votes will be counted as they were cast and have that transparency and honesty with the voters. And I think the best way to have that is through an impartial, independent agency that is there just to serve the voters. And I think that's what we do. 
Chairwoman, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the podcast. And I'm sure that we will talk very soon in the future and as things heat up ahead of this next election. Yes, looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chairwoman. Next up, I'm speaking with Commissioner William Cressy, the board secretary. Commissioner, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Great to be here, Max. I have to ask the first questions first, but when did you join the board and what is your background? Okay, I joined the board as a commissioner in uh, November of 2015, so this month is my sixth anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. But I had worked for the board in a couple of different capacities through the years. Prior to that, I was a, a hearing officer for the board, and that's where if a uh, potential candidate files petitions with signatures on it to get on the ballot, very often an opponent or their people will challenge those petitions. And those uh, objections are heard by a hearing officer hired by the board. These are attorneys uh, who are versed in election law who hear from the challenger and from the and the candidate. So I was a hearing officer for a number of years. And during that time, but before that as well, on election days, I worked here at the board in Election Central, answering phone <laughs> calls coming in from uh, citizens, coming from uh, election judges, and uh, and others on election day when there is a trouble in a polling place. So uh, uh, very often they need a legal determination. So they have lawyers answering those phone calls along with uh, trained staff uh, to resolve any issues that might take place in the almost 1,500 locations in the over 2,000 precincts that we have currently in the city of Chicago. What got you interested in helping out with the board in the first place? Well, let's see. Well, I mean, going back, I I started out as uh, I graduated from the University of Notre Dame with a degree in accounting and became a CPA, an auditor with the firm of Deloitte. Uh, After a few years, went uh, back to school, to law school. Following law school, I was a law clerk to federal judge Abraham Lincoln Marovitz, and I worked for a number of a number of large law firms here in the city of Chicago. But I then went back to school again and became a professor, uh, originally at St. Xavier University on the southwest side of Chicago, and currently I'm at Governor State University. Uh, so I'm an attorney. I'm a certified public accountant. I am a certified fraud examiner. Uh, I am a bunch of other letters after my name, uh, <laughs> but my specialty is uh, accounting, but especially fraud examination and auditing. And uh, I'm in the media a lot due to the fraud specialty or expertise, such that I am known as Professor Fraud. Uh, a reporter who has since passed away gave me that title, and I've gone out and I trademarked it. So <laughs> I own the trademark uh, Professor Fraud. I have a website, Professor Fraud. And so uh, as I was working as an attorney, uh, I knew a number of uh, fellow attorneys were involved in elections, and they asked me if I'd be, you know, uh, consider working on Election Day at Election Central. I had worked elections before on my own as, a, as an observer at polling places. So I, I was pretty well versed in the uh, what occurs at polling places. So uh, I accepted, did that. After a few years, I was asked to be a uh, hearing officer. And then six years ago, there was an opening on the board. Sadly, uh, my predecessor had passed away. The, the chief judge of the Circuit Court of Cook County asked for applications. 
I applied, a number of others had applied, I uh, was interviewed uh, by some folks, and uh, ultimately I was elected to this seat on the board, which is an interesting thing about the board. Uh, and, and something a lot of people don't understand, the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners is not a department of the city of Chicago government. Mm -hmm. We are an independent governmental agency established by statute, Illinois statute. And the three commissioners who oversee the board are elected by the full judges of the Circuit Court of Cook County. And that's about what, 250 judges at this point, I mm -hmm. think. It is the largest judicial system in the United States, unified judicial system. We are independent from either the city or county government, at least, you know, directly independent. And uh, so I think that's a very good thing for an election board. Mm -hmm. And um, but as I say, so I bring to this job my background in in auditing, my background in law, my background in uh, fraud examination. That's why I'm here. Sounds like a natural progression for your expertise. Well, I, I like to think so. And and uh, I bring with me also some history. Uh, you know, I am a great buff of Chicago history. And as I say, working for Judge Abraham Lincoln Maravitz, who was legendary in this town, he and I used to uh, wax eloquent on the various histories of this city. So, uh, so yeah, I, I bring a lot of different things to this job. Well, I'm glad that you brought up history. Uh, as a professor and as an academic, I was wondering if you could give our listeners a little history about how the board came about in the first place. Well, it's, it's funny. The Chicago Board of Election Commissioners, if there's one person to hold responsible, it's a Republican originally from Canada. And, <laughs> and that would be Joseph Medill, who also had quite a history here in this city. Uh, of course, if you go up to Northwestern, you see the Medill School of Journalism and Public relations. I think they've attacked yeah, it, that on. Too. It's hard to escape around there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But but Joseph Medill was co-owner and uh, managing editor. I think was his title of the Chicago Tribune uh, for many many years. And then there was this little event that happened about 150 years, 160 years ago. What was it? The Great Chicago Fire. Do you oh, remember that, that little yeah, event. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and he. Uh, was actually the candidate for mayor following the fire on what was called the fireproof party ticket. <laughs> and he became mayor of Chicago. And then after he left the office of mayor uh, and seeing how things worked here, he thought it would be a good idea to take the election system out of the hands of elected politicians. Go figure. And put it into a more uh, independent group. So he actually uh, pushed for a referendum and the people of the city of Chicago signed the referendum in, in huge numbers, which essentially forced Springfield to pass the necessary bills to have an election in Chicago to get with that referendum to get it to, to create the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners. Now, an interesting thing about the election is before the creation of the Chicago Board, the city of Chicago, much like suburban Cook County and the other counties, is divided up into townships. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks don't realize that the townships no longer have any real political authority. The only time you might see the name of your township is if you look at your county property tax bill. 
It's still used for dividing up the county for real estate tax purposes. Well, at the time, each township under the terms of the state statute, each township had to approve the referendum uh, to convert to take the election authority away from the elected politicians and give it to this brand new uh, agency. And every one of the townships that falling within the boundaries of the city of Chicago voted overwhelmingly in favor of it. So a few years later, and we're talking the 1880s here, a few years later, create, you know, here was the, the Board of Election Commissioners. Now, the, another thing that often confuses people in the area is the Chicago Board handles only elections within the city of Chicago. We do not handle suburban Cook County. Mm-hmm. That is still run by the elected county clerk and the office of the county clerk. And there are a few other election commissions in the state of Illinois, uh, but for the most part, elections in Illinois are run by the various county clerks, uh, not by the independent election commissions. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, maybe I'm a little prejudiced on this. <laughs> I, I personally think having this separation between elected officials who, you know, by necessity, are politicians, having oversight over elections, having it separated is a good thing. I think the fact that in so much of the country, our elections are run by essentially politicians is one of the reasons we see that the citizens have such a, well, so many citizens uh, simply do not have confidence in our elections Mm -hmm. and our election uh, reported results at the end. So, um, So I think the people of the city of Chicago can have faith that the elections here are an independent body, which, again, under the statute, no more than two of the three commissioners can be of the same political party. So currently we have two Democrats and one Republican on the Board of Election Commissioners. And Max... You're looking at the Republican on the Board of I'm, Election Commissioners. <laughs> I believe that the official title is Declared Republicans. You just spoke a, it into yes, the microphone. I'm a, dare, I'm, a, I'm a declared Republican. And if you look around my office here, you will see lots of little elephants, just to make it clear to anyone who walks in <laughs> that I am the Republican. Um, I, I think the term is also you have, to, if, you have to be a faithful member of the party, something <laughs> like that. So, Well, that's how the judges uh, take a look at your history, right? They pull your voting record and what you've declared when you're taking your primary ballot? That is correct. Now, um, uh, in Illinois, currently, you can change your party anytime you want. That wasn't always the case. There was a a court opinion that established that just a few decades ago. Before that, it was a much more formal procedure to declare your party. and Pretty much we're stuck with it. But uh, now you can change it. But yes, when uh, going through the people who put their names or sent their names into the chief judge, his office would pull your voting records and see uh, during the primary elections when you have to declare a party that you're going to vote for. You don't have to. There's sometimes a referendum on the ballot that you could vote on without having to go into the uh, candidates. But um, they see if you declared yourself as a Democrat or Republican and and see if that you at least voted mostly Republican uh, in the in the primaries. Uh, as you know, in Chicago, very often there are not too there's some elections where there's very few primary races to vote on in the Republican mm-hmm. primary. So, But I have been uh, a Republican for, for a long, long time. Uh, when I first got this job, as I say, six years ago, there was an article 
uh, a profile on me in the uh, Chicago Sun-Times. And in it, I, uh, I describe myself as, as a bit of a unicorn, a bit of a, uh, <laughs> yeah, a uh, endangered species. Because I, uh, at that time especially, was from the far southwest side, the Beverly 19th Ward area. Uh, I'm a college professor because that's my other job. I'm a professor at Governor's State University in the College of Business where I teach accounting and business law and fraud examination and auditing. And so here, here you've got a college professor. I'm a member of a union. I'm in the, uh, the University Professionals of Illinois, which is part of the Illinois Federation of Teachers, or which I like to abbreviate as ill-fed teachers, and the uh, American Federation. So here I'm a union member, I'm a college university professor, and I'm a Republican. So it's <laughs> that, that Venn diagram, I think I'm the only one in the center of those circles. You might not just be a unicorn, you might be king of the unicorns, I could so well especially be, in the city of Chicago. Well, well, besides elephant figurines in my office here, you'll see over by the door, I have some unicorns as well. So. Well, I'm glad that we addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <out>. exactly. <laughs> Commissioner, you've been with the board for a while. What do you think is its most important duties that it carries out? I think the the important the most important duties that the board uh, carry out is the oversight of these elections. Now we have an executive director who's really the head of the day to day operations here. You know, we, we've got our, all of our staff people, and certainly on election day, we're hiring an additional close to 13,000 people mm-hmm. to work our, our polling places. But um, the the board really, I would say three things. One, it's oversight. We, again, being that we're a bipartisan board, we keep an eye to make sure that this election agency stays nonpartisan, independent. And so we provide the oversight to see that the, the election system is operating uh, correctly. Uh, number two, I'd say, is that the word I used already, independent? Mm-hmm. We, we have to stress that we are independent of independent of political influences. We are an independent agency. We're not part of the city of Chicago. We're not part of, uh, part of the county of Cook government. So independent, I think, is, is second. And number three is strategic management. The day-to-day operations, I say we have the executive director, but any long-term planning, uh, long-term purchases, mm-hmm. uh, any ideas we want to develop in the future on the conduct of our elections, the commissioners are you know, deeply involved with that. And so strategic management would be the third big piece of what the commissioners are up to. I have to say, I mean, one of the things when I first came here was I was surprised to see how involved the board was in that oversight. Uh, usually I think of, you know, boards as people who show up, you know, for a couple of meetings a year. You might not be able to get a hold by email, but there's a lot of collaboration around here. Well, it's it's kind of a funny thing, too. Uh, we, we do have a very, very active board. I've been on boards of directors of schools and hospitals and things like that, uh, all nonprofits. And yeah, for the most part, it's it's an oversight role, but it's somewhat distant from the operations. And the three commissioners are usually in the office fairly regularly. We're, we're involved, even if we're not in the office, we're on the phone, we're on emails, etc., with the folks in charge of the operations here. I, I, I think that is a distinction that we have, and yet we do it Despite the fact or in playing, you know, work, working with the Illinois Open Meetings Act, 
which is a great law that makes sure that when an organization like ours is making decisions, we do so you know, in the sunlight um, so that people see what we're doing. And so any decisions we make have to be deliberated and voted on during our meetings. As a result, since especially since there's only three commissioners, any two commissioners getting together and meeting becomes a quorum. <laughs> and thus qualifies as a as an official meeting. It's one of the many reasons why we're not having a group interview right now. Exactly because and and the three commissioners were very good at making sure we try to avoid each other as <laughs> as much as possible. Now once in a while we'll pass in the hallway and you know say hey how you doing you know feeling okay great you know uh, you know just got back from vacation or whatever. But then it's like okay we can't talk about business you know <laughs> uh, which is a bit frustrating because the the other commissioners. Uh, a really, really good people. Right now we're down to two, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the, the the ones that I've dealt with, I've dealt with a couple of uh, different commissioners now, uh, are, are really good people, and you'd really love to spend more time with them, but you just can't. But despite that, we are individually in contact with the executive director, the assistant executive director, uh, with you, Max, and uh, with others in the office, interplaying with the functions here but still not interplaying with each other because, again, we we hold the idea of, you know, operating in the sunshine and transparency very important here. And as you know, Max, since you're responsible for doing it now, uh, you know, all of our meetings are posted on YouTube. Mm-hmm. People, if they... If they want, they can uh, watch the, the meetings live from their home computer. And when we uh, ever get back to a meeting in person again, we did it for a while, and then we stopped. But uh, and, and and we do everything out in the open. We're very big on transparency here. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're a very very active board. Mm-hmm. Ah, that commitment to transparency. It's still so refreshing to see. And well, I know that we don't have an election immediately around the corner, although June 28th is coming a lot sooner on that calendar uh, every day that I look at it. But um, can I ask you, what does a regular day look like when you're in the midst of the election or getting right up to it? Well, first of all, I like to say, yeah, we don't have that next election until June. But what we have this year making a lot of fun is redistricting. So uh, we have a lot of work to do once we get the districts uh, finalized from the legislature and from the courts. uh, Then we have to start drawing up the new maps, uh, notifying the voters, uh, the 1.5 million voters, what districts they're now in. Plus, there's a recent bill in Springfield awaiting the governor's uh, signature where we have to then draw up new precinct boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so um, so there is still a lot to do getting up to the uh, election day. And even before election day, you know, getting ready for an election, uh, we, we have the, the various candidates filing their petitions, the challenges to those petitions, the hearings before the hearing officers which then end up before the three commissioners to have hearings on and then possibly appealed up into the court system. And and again, people in the last uh, eight years, uh, especially, we hear a lot about questions about the integrity of our elections. Well, here in Chicago, we have a lot, as you can imagine, with over 2,000 precincts, we have a lot of election equipment. Each and every one of those uh, pieces of equipment are tested and sealed Mm -hmm. before they're sent out to the various polling places. So there's all of that preparation going on to make sure that when the election does take place, 
the votes are cast and are counted appropriately and that the results are recorded and reported accurately. So there's all of that leading up to the election. Then comes the election. Then there's the post-election canvassing and the 5% audit. <laughs> and that goes on. So, you know, people think that, oh, election day is over. You're, you're slacking off now. No, we don't here. We keep going. We then certify the findings and send it uh, to the state. One of the things we also do is we keep track of every complaint and every suggestion that comes through from everyone, the judges of elections, the citizens, whatever, and we track those and we go back and see you know, what can we improve on. Mm -hmm. So we're in a continuous improvement mindset here all the time. So there's always something going on here, even if there's next election isn't for another Ooh, I was going to say year, even less than a year now. Yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> just eight months now. Yeah. yeah. Well, Commissioner, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I'm sure that we'll speak more in the future on a few other different topics. I know that I want to talk to you about the cybersecurity of the board uh, at a future date. Um, but uh, thank you again. All right. Thanks, Max. And uh, you have a good week. And to everyone out there, this election commission is devoted to fair, free and open elections. Please, you can have confidence in us. I appreciate the commissioners taking the time in their schedules to discuss what they do and how they do it. And we will make sure to interview and introduce you to the new board commissioner once they are appointed by the circuit court. Thank you for listening to The City That Votes from the Chicago Board of Elections. Please follow us on social media. We are at Chicago Election on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And leave us a review when you've got the time. Or contact me at communications at chicagoelections.gov. And let me know what you might want to hear or know more about behind the scenes at the Chicago Board of Elections. Until next time, I'm Max Bever, Director of Public Information, and thank you for listening.